I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are here to lovingly snark on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup. But wait, we're going to do something a little different this holiday season because it's Happy Snarksgiving, y'all. Yes, Happy Snarksgiving. We have a little bit, um, I don't know how customary it is on your family's Snarksgiving celebration, <laughs> but in our family for Snarksgiving, um, we just today started the tradition of bringing you a gift. A time-honored gift-giving tradition for Snarksgiving. Um, so we wanted, we're kind of ha- at the halfway point for this uh, Christmas season with Hallmark. And so we decided what better way to do that than to kind of give you a little bit insight. Because we've watched every single movie, almost except for one, mm-hmm. up until this point. And we thought we would kind of let you know where they're ranking, even if we haven't maybe released a whole podcast about it before. Right. And that is our Snarksgiving gift to you, is our <laughs> lovely commentary, our sort of um, mid-season or halftime show situation <laughs> for how we feel about everything we've seen up until exactly. this point. Your Snarksgiving parade. that's right we're gonna parade we're gonna go through all the movies okay so the way that we're gonna do this this is obviously a very different format from what we normally do so you're along for this ride with us as we kind of figure it out where this goes (laughs) um but we were talking about movies so far and last year we never did get to the point where we got to rank them all right and so we we didn't really know how we would approach that and it became very apparent that we didn't want to rank them in terms of like sequential one, two, three, four, five. Instead, we decided to zone rank them. So grouping them together um, where we just say there's kind of the bottom tier, the middle tier and the upper tier. And then we ended up sort of organically mm-hmm. developing a mid-bottom tier. <laughs> <laughs> the snark zones. And so, yeah, the snark zones for this, we labeled them as green, meant that it was like a great movie that you we should watch it. would want to watch again, that, that stood out amongst the pack for the season, favorites, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then the yellow is just your run-of-the-mill Hallmark movie. So the things that we expect to see, there's nothing right. particularly bad about them. And then the red tier was the ones that are just like skip it don't want to watch it again it's not even not our favorite like snarking about right like because even some of the bad movies that are snarkable get bumped up a tier and then as we were doing it we you know we both ranked these individually we ranked for countdown to christmas and we did miracles of of Christmas christmas because we have been watching those and so we that is our little treat for you because we haven't really talked about our thoughts on those except for the christmas ring which we did do (laughs) a snark attack on um but so we did it for both of those and then along with that um you know we then talked about it and Mm -hmm. and kind of put them into collective rankings but because we had some disagreement on a couple of them we have an orange tier which is uh the ones that are between yellow and red so because yellow and red make orange oh my gosh we're so (laughs) smart all right so we want to start with the bottom and work our way up in the spirit of ending on the positive note of the things that we enjoyed right so for countdown to christmas that's what we're going to start with and then we'll do miracles Mm -hmm. so for countdown to christmas our bottom tier we had three i think is what i have here i have three okay so what were those three Christmas with the Darlings. <laughs> Which, if you notice, we didn't even do a podcast. It wasn't. On Christmas it, with the Darlings. It just, uh, forgettable, 
storyline like the storyline wasn't interesting the the acting wasn't inter- i love kids and christmas movies but the kids just didn't draw me in i feel like it just it needed something else to get it there and it was a bit of a bummer because this one did give us our one lesbian storyline of the season That's so, so far um it wasn't a primary storyline uh the main character and i don't even remember her name now but her best friend is a surgeon and she's like falling in love with the woman at the coffee shop and then invites her to the things. And so there's like a secondary romance there. So just look YouTube that part of the movie and, and that's you'll all be fine. You need to see. It's, yeah, it's maybe a grand total of like four minutes in the whole movie. <laughs> um, but that, that was one thing that was delightful to see. But otherwise, everything else was pretty much just really forgettable there. What are the other two? A Nashville Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, yes, Nashville Christmas Carol. It shouldn't have even been called Christmas Carol. Like we didn't get a ghost of Christmas future, right? Because clearly that's not on brand for Hallmark to show death. Yeah, Austin's out there tweeting like that scary ghost of Christmas future ghost. <laughs> it's like that's a that's a different. It's a different story, but thing. it's like there was no Scrooge character. There weren't. She was th- a Scrooge a she, little bit. She was not. She was like, oh, I kind of started valuing this and just needed to be reconnected. It was more of like a Cupid story. But she than like a- as a director, she was making people take like multiple takes to get it right. Yeah, she was a little bit too much of a perfectionist. I think that's like Scrooge light. That's the the most that they can yeah. get away. They don't want to make their main character wholly unlikable. It's Scrooge Zima. <laughs> Scrooge Zima. <laughs> it's the Zima of Scrooge. For all of you who were drinking Zima. Zimas in the 90s, which we were not. But we knew about it. Well, we heard about it. Um, and then our last one in that category is Chateau Christmas. Again, for just uh, being not good. Blah. Like <laughs> just just a blah I, of bloody blah blahs. We talked about this one, and it's like, I can appreciate the fact that he's playing the actual cello in this. Like that was the highlight. That's amazing, but the story was uninteresting. I just what yeah. is why the chateau? Why all of it? Yeah, it was. It's not just one. Skip good. it. And then in our orange tier, this is where we had some controversy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I so Christmas in Vienna was an easy orange for us because it was it was a beautiful showcasing of Vienna, but that's about it. Yeah. So it it wasn't, and that's like, I did like a little bit of the nod of the sound of music. It just wasn't done well. But the thing is, it's like, I wouldn't avoid that movie. Whereas the other ones I would actively avoid. Well, and for me, I had Christmas in Vienna in my red zone. We, Mm -hmm. We bumped up to an orange based on our conversation because I really had two factors that canceled each other out. So Vienna, you know, elevated it a little bit. I do like seeing Vienna on the screen, but then Brennan Elliott's character just being so like not romantic by just turning her down and yeah. kind of leading her on for most of the movie. It I didn't buy into the romance and so it canceled out the Vienna. His hair was also incredibly distracting for me. And no one mentioned this, but I, it just looked like he had a helmet on. So good old helmet hair there. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so we had um, that one. And then we very much disagreed on the Monday night of Thanksgiving week movie, Heart, Heart of, of the, the Holidays, holidays. Um, which we are not doing a podcast on because Austin barely made it through the movie. I'm, yeah, I could. I It did not hold my attention. I, I didn't find the performances interesting. I didn't find the storyline interesting. And normally something pulls me in and there wasn't even anything really all that snarkable about it. So to me, it was just like, 
I'd rather wa- watch a rerun than this. And we don't ever want to bring you poor content. And if we had had to try to do, a, I mean, there, yeah, there was, there were no snark strings to pull on yeah. in that movie. And for me, it was still middle of the pack because it was exactly what I expect from a Hallmark movie. The the girl from the big city, she's the businesswoman. She goes home. She falls in love again with her like former sweetheart back at home. You know, so it's very standard Hallmark fare. I didn't really care much for the actress. I know she was in Glee. I don't remember her name, but and it's like I like the actress. I just didn't like her at least. in this yeah. role. I just it was just she definitely like in Glee is more of a comedic character, and this was a more of a dramatic yeah. character. And it I kept waiting for a comedic beat that wasn't and there, there. Was n- no comedy in this one. All right, so what do we have? So okay, our next tier, which are ones that fill the Christmas season, right? They are what you expect from Hallmark. Nothing more, nothing less. So run of the mill. You could play a Hallmark bingo game card with this one and get bingo right away. So I'm going to start off with one that we did podcast about, which was Jingle Bell Bride. Great start to the season. And, you know, if you listen to that first episode of ours, I did not think it was a great start to the season. (laughs) But having now watched half of the season, I can actually say it was a better start than it could have been. (laughs) So it's it was a fine story. Uh, I unfortunately have seen it again (laughs) because it just comes (laughs) on. It has some elevated snarkability levels for me because there's definitely some snarkable things with that movie. And I mean. Again, it was a strong start to the season. I think there's also something a little special for those early movies when you're not burnt out on them yet. So some of that (laughs) is situational, but I very much enjoyed it. Um, Another one that we found is very much a yellow movie is uh, Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater, which wanted to be more than it was. Yeah, it really wanted to make it to that top of the pack, but it did not. And even Ashley Williams couldn't save she it. She couldn't save it. And so. that's uh, it's because of Ashley Williams that it is in this tier and not the bottom tier. Soldiers and gingerbread houses <laughs> and a lot of nonsense. There are things that made no sense and beating people up with Christmas trees, but it just didn't get there with the comedy in the way that some of the other ones that had more non-traditional plots right so and then next is on the 12th date of christmas um for the the sheer fact that i enjoyed the deep dive into the app development world (laughs) that we went normally it's just like i'm an app developer and Mm -hmm. that's all you get i mean this guy like we had the czar and the wizard content creator and game overlord I enjoyed kind of the play on itself. Her Christmas office alone right, kept it here. The decor was snarkable. Right. Here. And so for that, it's definitely like, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to seek it out. Uh, so it made it. And I also enjoyed all of the places of Chicago. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. Top tier countdown to Christmas movies. So far. So far. Number and this three, is as like, of what Tuesday of Thanksgiving, we, Monday night of Thanksgiving was our cutoff point because that right. was the halfway. So Monday night of Thanksgiving week, our top tier. We have three. We're gonna start with what's kind of our lowest rung of our top tier, but mm-hmm. still delightful. And if you haven't watched it, please make time for it because it's a timeless <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, and we again we didn't podcast about this one for various reasons. I think because technical difficulties, technical difficulties <laughs> came into play for us, and also it was just a really hard week across the board. But we did have a lot of snarkability with this, oh and, and we did live tweet it 
Um, so if you really want to see our thoughts on that, they do exist on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, but it's a time travel movie. So At Christmas. That elevates it because you're trying something new in terms of the types of plots that you can see in mm-hmm. the movie. And I had to give it some props for that. So, yeah. and, and again, high snarkability rating. Definitely. All right. This is where Tara and I diverge because mm-hmm. we each have like our top, top tier. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of a tie for our, we each have our own first place. So Tara, how about you tell them what your number one choice is? My number one choice was the Christmas house mm-hmm. because it had that right combination of multiple storylines. You get lots of the romance because you have romance happening for three different characters who are at three very different stages in their relationships. And then I think the writing was just a notch above the rest for some of the the plot lines um, in terms of the jokes and the handsome justice bit mm-hmm. and the, the house just being so snarkably over the top and, and like, what is this? But I would definitely watch this one again. Yeah. So I, it was very high up there for me. I mean, it was a high win for me, too. But my number one choice, and I think if, if you've listened to us, you'll know my heart has always stayed with one royal holiday it was very good it's just it i i love royal christmas stories i thought that the broadway actors in this did a tremendous job the outfits i also didn't feel as claustrophobic as i did in the christmas house in terms of like set (laughs) and scenery we had a whole inn instead of just a house and i love inns and so it's like i had to balance like i love gay Mm -hmm. but i love christmas royalty at an inn and Christmas royalty and it beat out gay. Yeah. Well, it has two things that you really like. You have a, a handful of things that are going to put a movie on mm-hmm. the map for you. Things that you're really looking for in ends and royalty. Yeah. Are up there together. They're up so. there together. I mean, Christmas magic and gay is the other one. So it, it was a tough call. But all three of those are definitely ones that you should watch and watch again because they are delightful. Yeah. And Hallmark should be playing these throughout the season. So if you've missed them and you've heard us talk about them, you can catch those. Um, I don't know exactly when they air because I know sometimes that also changes quite a bit. Um, But, you know, there are many opportunities to catch (laughs) these movies. So that wraps up our countdown to Christmas mid-season Snarksgiving review. Let's move over to Miracles of Christmas. And this is the real treat because we haven't talked about many of these movies at all. So this is really your first glimpse into what we thought of these movies. And we didn't cover any of them last year either. So there there is a little bit of a difference as we're starting to notice between some of the tones Mm -hmm. of the movies on these two channels. The the movies and mysteries do tend to actually have a little more mystery plot line to them. But they also tend to be more on the dramatic side. That's where you see more of the serious topics. Um, And so... A little less snarkable in the comedy sense. Right. But, you know, we still have thoughts. Right. Like, Countdown to Christmas, your parents are already dead. (laughs) Miracles of Christmas, they're actively dying. Right. Like, that's kind of the difference. (laughs) You are more likely to see illnesses and orphaned. I mean, I guess there's orphaned children in all of these. I have to say, I like the balance of the two channels in terms of the types of content. So let's, again, start at the bottom and work our way up. So Uh we've watched um 10 mm-hmm. uh, of the we've right, watched nine, nine so, because we haven't watched the godwink christmas right. one yet so um that one was the sunday night movie for thanksgiving i've heard weekend. good things about it no. they, it's the third one out so i just just to note we're not including that in our our okay. uh review here so bottom rung 
Christmas tree lane. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. It was weird. And it, was it the kickoff to the whole season uh-huh. for them? That was the first one. Um, that was not they a strong didn't strike, open. They didn't start strong over there. No. For sure. They're trying to save Christmas tree lane in the town. And she runs a music shop. Mm-hmm. And um, she's falling for a guy. And then she realizes that he's the son of the owner of the company that is trying to take over Christmas tree lane and demolish it and turn it into strip malls or whatever right. apartment complexes. Um, and so they're trying to save it through standing on the street and singing, which I'm not quite sure how that <laughs> the power of song <laughs> Christmas tree lane. Um, but you know, it was it is, yeah. blah. Yeah. I mean, it's one that like, I'm okay. Not watching no, ever again. Never seeing again. And I think Alicia Witt was the mm-hmm. actress in that. And I, I haven't seen anything else she's in, so I would be interested to see her in other She has an interesting, like, song, a Christmas song out right now Mm -hmm. that I actually, like, have listened to a couple times, and that I actually enjoyed. But Uh, I I did not enjoy her in that movie, no, No. so. Um, And then the other one in our bottom tier, in our red tier, was The Christmas Bow. Which might be controversial because lots of people loved this movie. We're not in that camp. Mm -mm. And... To me, it was, I think I might have seen one too many violin movies at this point. There were a lot of music movies, a lot of violin movies. Um, but the, the, the leading actress. She, I'm, I'm sure she's lovely. It was melodramatic. So it was just very, like, sad faces for the whole movie. And so then I was like, oh, I'm sad too. I don't know. It just, she just looks so forlorn. But it was the like for entire time. I, I this is the thing I don't like is when I mean I've seen it with some of our male actors as well where they're just statically the same kind of disposition throughout the entire movie and that's how I felt she was even though she is incredibly talented uh, at playing the violin in real life not just in this movie the acting could not it was just too much sadness with no range. Mm-hmm. And a story that I just didn't find interesting because the acting pulled me out of it. Right. And for me, it's the acting sad is not inherently more um, sophisticated or interesting a skill than some of the other like right. happy or comedy or, or those things. And so just because someone is sad doesn't mean it's a deep or a better movie for me. So um, so that one, though, those were our bottom two. But I actually have found that. I kind of like a lot of the Miracles of Christmas movies a little bit more. So that's not, you know, to say that we didn't like, you know, those were two that were particularly bad. We have a yellow tier too, though. Mm-hmm. And what, what kind of things were in that one? Okay, so the Christmas ring. And this is one that got bumped to our mid-tier because it was so bad that it became incredibly snarkable and a comedy, even though it's not really meant to be a comedy. And so we actually found it delightful to like hate watch. <laughs> and I think that this one might, if there was a special award for being most snarkable of the season, <laughs> I think that the Christmas ring would get it. Absolutely. The main character is just a trip of a human. <laughs> and she's, you know, trying to write the story about the story of this ring. And it's just like every minute. Why? 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 <laughs> That's how I watched half of this movie. Um, their love will not last. Nope. <laughs> She's gonna. He's gonna run for the hills. Nor will her business. <laughs> <laughs> Nor yeah. 
She can't keep a job. She can't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good path for her. Okay, Tara, what is our next one in our mid-tier, the yellow tier? Cranberry Christmas saw is solidly in this tier yeah. for me. And Nikki Deloche is the lead actress in this one. And I know that a lot of people really like her movies. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting premise that they, they well, they, they are cranberry farmers and they run a cranberry <laughs> business and everything. It's the first cranberry. time I've seen cranberry business as a, it, it's <laughs> one that it, I don't right. know we should add to the wheel because will it come again? But it, it was like, it was refreshing. I also really enjoyed the fact that the couple wasn't finding love. It was finding each other again and right. a different kind of conflict. They were separated and they were getting back together, basically finding love again and finding that purpose again. It was weird. It was kind of like, why were your problems so big? And then they're so quickly solved. I still had a lot of questions after watching it. And then also just like cranberry farming. <laughs> um, but it had a, a pseudo Oprah character. I was going to say, we got kind of like the Hallmark version of Oprah, which I actually enjoy. <laughs> and we, we got the house that also showed up in several of the other movies. So it became an old friend. Right. From the time we saw it in Christmas Ring, we saw it there. <laughs> so, you know, there were some memorable moments there, um, but not necessarily a standout It's the movie. house that I wish was in the Christmas house. <laughs> Yes, it is a lovely house Mm -hmm. and they have very good taste. So (laughs) Um, the next one that was in this tier for me, which Austin, I don't think you watched this one all that closely, but Uh, I did. I watched it, I think twice. Uh, Meet Me at Christmas. Right. And this is the one where she is, she's the mother of the groom Mm -hmm. and they're getting married at this inn, I guess, or lodge. And the photographer and she remembers that when they were kids, that they had met and fallen in love there. But when he didn't show up for the date, she found someone else, she who, ended found up being someone her else who ended up being her husband. And so it's like these flashbacks. I thought the flashback storyline part was really interesting, but I'm not a fan of the lead actress. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for me to really get as invested. And also it was just kind of, again, like a. Like once we learned this backstory, it was like you wanted to shake her because she's like not letting him tell her why he didn't show up that day. Right. It, it felt like a fake, like one of those like easy plot devices that writers use that doesn't feel genuine. Like, I don't want to hear why you didn't come that day. I don't want to hear it. And it's like he could just scream at her like, I was in the hospital. Like <laughs> it was a legit reason. Right. You- whatever (laughs) and i felt like it would have been a more interesting story to me if they had kept the mystery alive longer Mm -hmm. that she didn't realize it was the same guy right like that Uh, i think would have been uh, that it would have moved it up to the next tier for me yeah hallmark really seems to do that a lot they they take things that could be better tension points and they just resolve them like with no real tension right. at all and maybe no real mystery and maybe that's the point of hallmark christmas movies is to provide no real tension whatsoever right. or the and tension is always very very light <laughs> and resolved very quickly okay so um we've got kind of a tie of where our like in our top tier green zone mm-hmm. like which one comes in at the bottom of our top tier mm-hmm. and so Tara, you picked an interesting movie because <laughs> most of the people that we know that watch this movie would not have even put it in the yellow zone. I know people didn't like it, but I really did. I looked at it as my number two pick for the Miracles of Christmas movies. It was um, 
the angel tree. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because I realized I do, in fact, have a crush on Jill Wagner. <laughs> um, I, I finally was like, why do I find her so interesting? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that feeling? She I'm has feeling... an energy that I'm it's just like, vibing with. It's like Jodie Foster energy. I, I, we did say that. It's a bit of a Jodie Foster energy. And, you know, that brought up all my Jodie foster childhood memories so yeah that explains a lot there but um i liked the ending in particular i liked i liked the notion of like what the angel tree was and who was who was granting the wishes and how her involvement was there and her wish you know that she put on the tree that she thought never came true Lo and behold, all these years later it came true and i was like yes jill wagner you get it like get your wish yeah, I think I think this one got bumped up because of your lady crush. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, but we're going to leave it there. I liked the kids, too. The kid actors. Yes, they they were good. Because my next one is also not was not in your top tier either. It was in my yellow. I, I yellowed so it. This so this is why we, between, we, yeah. we allowed each other like one bump up. Right. right. So mine was the Christmas doctor. I really liked this story. I really liked the actors and I really liked the setting. I I've found like her kind of there's always that one case that's driving her from town to town. You know, she was an army doctor, she lost a patient, and now she's working at a small town like hospital doctor's office and starts really bonding with him living in a 1980s house and i loved all of the jokes about like the 1980s decor that was funny i did like that part and then i really like it got me at the end i i cried (laughs) when he revealed to her that it wasn't just a random selection he picked her because he was the father of the son who she like of the patient she couldn't save so like He was like, I picked you because my son told me how good you were to him before he died. Right. And that stuff, that those feels, I think, mm-hmm. are what separates the miracles of Christmas, the right. movies and mysteries from the other channel is you get this sort of like the soldier didn't make it and mm-hmm. you were his doctor. It's like this more sort of dramatic types of moments in addition to falling in love, which right. of course also happened in that movie. So, so kind of second spot in our top tier mm-hmm. for Miracles of Christmas, Deliver by Christmas. Yes, a delightful movie. I really enjoyed this one. And I think it's because I really like the the You Got Mail premise. I, I like that kind of like cat and mouse game. It's a fun, like romantic romp. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's believable <laughs> in the way that they told it. But if I can like suspend that for a moment, it was delightful. Yeah, I thought so, too. And, you know, just it was earlier in the season, too. So I think that that elevates it a little bit because, mm-hmm. again, you're not 20 movies deep into this. So right. it's like, yeah, it Christmas. Didn't get <laughs> um, and then we did both have a favorite, a pretty clear favorite right. within this, which was Holly, Holly and, and Ivy. Ivy. Yeah, we really enjoyed Holly and Ivy. We liked the foster parent storyline and they tried to make it a little bit more believable to say you know, you're really not going to be able to do this quickly. It's right. going to take a lot of work to get your house up to code. Again, like mm. one or two days work with a team of people <laughs> is probably not enough for that fixer upper. But, but at least they nodded to the fact that like you do have to pass a home inspection and it takes time. Like right. that is part of 
getting your foster's license. Like, and the fact that you have to get a license in order to foster, you can't just say, I want to help helpless kids. Like, and that's she goes not... to social, social services and has right. that conversation with them. Because the premise of the movie is she moves to this town and makes friends with her neighbor who has two girls and the neighbor, her lymphoma mm-hmm. came back. And so and she doesn't have anybody else family wise that would be able to take the girls. And she instantly connects with the girls. I think we also like this because it just it mirrored a lot of our life journey. So Tara is is a librarian. She's a librarian in the story. So her name is not Holly. The kids' names are Holly right. and Ivy. I thought the two women were <laughs> Holly and Ivy before we watched it. So the kids' names are Holly and Ivy. So the, the lead character in this is a librarian and she's trying desperately to find a job in this town and she's doing everything that she can. And actually, I liked that it didn't work out for her. Uh-huh. Um, she decides to take a job that's less desirable because she's like, that's what I need to do if I'm going to take care of these kids. And the guy that she falls in love with is kind of doing the same thing. Right. And it's like they recognize the reality of their situation and they're not living in dreamland of like, I'm going to quit my job and start an online um like newspaper magazine. Or, or magazine <laughs> and that's gonna i'm gonna be able to make a living off of that you know she's she's worked hard yeah and she's gonna have to keep working hard and it may not be at fluffy cranberry farming bakery hallmark kind of job yeah. stuff so i also thought overall this had the best production of all the movies we have watched mm-hmm. in terms of the the cinematic quality the audio production, and even like the acting Mm -hmm. overall. I think that Holly and Ivy is in my top tier overall because it was just so compelling and I wasn't distracted by like quick production values. And it had a real death. Yeah. I mean, it it had a death in a way that didn't necessarily make me cry because they did it through flashback. You know, you knew that the mom is sick and that they're making these arrangements so that mm-hmm. she can make sure her girls are taken care of by somebody and not going into the foster care system. Uh, they're going basically to a kinship placement because um, now kinship can be just people that know the right, kids. Good friends. People family. that are, yeah. People, people that are valuable, like part of the yeah. existing network. Um, and then, you know, you get a flash forward to the kids getting adopted because they say, yes, m- mom did die and we are being adopted. So you don't actually see like, a tragic death scene but it but she does die mm-hmm. and that again i was like oh this is the difference between right. what we've got going on on this channel and what we've got going on <laughs> on this channel and it was kind of a little bit of a palate cleanser for mm-hmm. all the kind of sickly sweet stuff we see on absolutely on to christmas so i enjoyed that well enjoyed but i appreciated that so um we want to share these things with you because if you haven't had a chance to watch any of these movies 20 movies is a lot to catch up on so at minimum just watch our top tier ones and you'll be just right as rain (laughs) so top tier if you're looking at countdown to christmas you want to look at one royal holiday the christmas house and timeless christmas and for miracles of christmas you want to watch holly and ivy deliver by christmas the christmas doctor and the angel tree right and if you had to pick your numero uno austin what would you say is like year put this in the vault we this is a this is a good one from 2020 i will watch this this is my favorite i am so torn i really cannot decide between holly and ivy and one royal holiday i really can't because they each provide like are you looking for scent like if you kind of want to feel a little weepy and sentimental then holly and ivy is the right one to watch if you're looking for just like fun 
then one royal holiday is the way to go. What about you? I think for me, again, it's between Christmas House and Holly and Ivy. <laughs> I think for Holly and Ivy, the downfall for that one, it was it was a great watch the first time. I don't know how much I'm going to get out of repeated watching. So it's right. like it's a pack of punch, hit you in the feels, one time watch. So in terms of rewatchability and like go in the vault mm-hmm. status for me, Christmas House because of just all the bits and the, yeah. the gags and the jokes and that I think you could watch it and there's so much going on right. that you can get something out of it every time. Well, take what you will out of it. Maybe you'll you'll let us know if you agree with our rankings. What are your favorite ones? <laughs> yeah, and, and let us know. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. So share, you know, if you watch one of these or you disagree, <laughs> um, let us know. And you can also... Um, continue to keep up with us as we watch the other 20 movies (laughs) that are coming our way. So we have 12 more Countdown to Christmas movies, and we have um, eight more of the Miracles and Mysteries, Miracle of Christmas Movies and Mysteries ones. We probably will not necessarily cover those unless... Unless something grabs us. Unless something grabs us, but definitely a lot of these um, Countdown to Christmas ones we're only halfway through Austin. <laughs> well, because like it feels like half of them are this week, <laughs> right? And and we are three deep into Thanksgiving week at this point, and that means we've still got another six to go <laughs> in the next six days. Um, so you can look forward to seeing that from us in the coming weeks um, as we count down to Christmas in 2020. From our home to yours, we wish you a happy Snarksgiving. Filled with lots of Hallmark movie love. (laughs) So I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. 